Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Thais Gibson. Thais is an author, speaker, and co-creator of the Personal Development School. With an MA in over 13 different certifications, ranging from CBT to hypnosis. She is extremely passionate about personal growth, the subconscious mind, and connecting with others. Welcome, Thais. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I love your mission in life. But before we jump into our topic for today, can you share a little bit about yourself with the listeners? Yeah, definitely. So um, sort of how I came about all this stuff, I guess, in in the first place is um, I went through my own sort of challenges of really having to retrain my mind. So it started at a very young age for me. I I was an athlete and and right before my 15th birthday, I had uh, knee surgery and became addicted to my painkillers and spent the next seven years with a a very big struggle um, with opiate addiction and um, went through a lot of different things. Tried like the AA route, the NA route, did rehab inpatient and outpatient. And um, I was fairly high functioning. Um, I still did get a soccer scholarship. I'd be going to like rehab in the summers and and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, I think on the outside, it might've looked like I was managing okay. But on the inside, I was like deeply, deeply struggling. Mm. And um, one day in class, and it was right when I was thinking like, I'm not sure if I can continue playing sports or like, I just was thinking of kind of quitting at life. Um, And I had somebody say to me in one of my classes, just in passing, oh, well, the conscious mind can't outwill or overpower the subconscious mind. And the moment I heard that, it was like all these light bulbs went off because I had spent all this time, you know, journaling daily, like, oh, I'm going to do this to overcome this challenge. I'm going to do this. This is the last time. This is the last time. And and going over and over and over that narrative of like, I'm going to end this battle with addiction and then returning every day, the next day to the same thing. And it was like <laughs> the worst groundhog day experience ever. Oh. Just going back and going back and really wanting out. And, um, and so somebody finally summarized to me, like, oh my goodness, this is the, the war I'm going, the experiencing within myself is actually the war between my conscious mind and my subconscious mind. And so that took me down the really different route. Um, and I ended up going, I mean, I finished school and, and, uh, did a master's degree in transpersonal psychology and all that good stuff. But I wanted to do like 13 different certifications and everything from like NLP, CBT hypnosis, like really putting a, a focus on understanding my own subconscious and doing a lot of meditation, like an observation of my own mind. And it was through that process um, that, you know, before I really went down the whole like education rabbit hole, just understanding, like getting my hands on any books I could find about hypnosis and the subconscious and auto suggestion and self hypnosis and all these different things. And like really understanding that, oh my gosh, like it's not the painkillers that are the problem. It's the fact that I'm running from pain. That's the problem. It's the fact that I have all this unresolved pain subconsciously because of different childhood traumas I had gone through and like really going in and understanding that and being able to isolate what I needed to fix 
and what I needed to retrain and then applying subconscious reprogramming tools. It was like I dealt with the root of the problem and then the surface symptoms being the addiction, being the escapism from the pain fell away as a result. And so it really like I became so passionate about this pathway and this journey. And um, that's the, the vast majority of what I teach people about now. Wow. I love how you're taking this journey and and making it a, a, le- a lesson for others. Yes, I'm definitely like a natural sharer. So as soon as <laughs> if I eat like a good food, I'm like, everybody needs to know that I love to try this food. Um, I like to share stuff with people. So I think <laughs> the natural next step was like, oh my goodness. And, and seeing so many people in pain and suffering and like being, I remember being in a in a meeting one time, like it was like an AA meeting and this girl, um, standing up and she was like on day 100 of sobriety. And I, I think I was like 18 at the time or maybe 19. And she stood up and she like held up her little chip and she was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm so excited. Like day 100, I'm so proud, but it was like such a struggle for me today. And somebody, you know, responding to her saying, Oh, that's how it is. It'll always be a struggle. And I just remember thinking like, I can't live in a struggle for the rest of my life. Like I just, I just kind of refuse to accept that. Um, and what becomes the struggle is when we're in this battle with ourselves, because we're not doing the deeper subconscious reprogramming work. And this isn't just about like addiction. This is about why people fail their new year's resolutions all the time. This is why people say they're going to do things and they don't stick to them. It's why people run, run into the same relationship problems and arguments. It's because we have these subconscious patterns and programs and, the conscious mind, like, like that passing comment cannot outwill or overpower the subconscious mind. So until we really learn to take our own programming into consideration and learn effective ways of reprogramming, we keep running into the patterns of self-sabotage and we give up and then we beat ourselves up for it. But really it's like, not that we're weak or not powerful enough. It's that we don't have the appropriate tools and we're not having the appropriate conversations a lot of the time. Oh, I love that. So what we're learning today can help us with the little things up to the really big things. Yes. Definitely. So, so how do we do that? How do we retrain our brain? Yeah. So, so there are so many different ways, but I, I love, you know, there's like a few tools I love to share sort of for like the starter kit of the experience. And, and, you know, we'll often hear in like business, for example, people talk about, well, if you want to solve a problem, we have to be able to identify the problem. We have to measure the problem. We have to, you know, all these different things. And that's like a, that's a universal principle that doesn't change across like the emotional areas of our lives. And so one of the first things we have to be able to do is identify exactly what the emotional problem is. And what we can look at is when we have patterns of self-sabotage, you know, when we're not doing something um, that we set out to do, we can ask ourselves like, okay, what exists within me that's preventing me from doing these things? What are the fears? What are the beliefs I have? What are the needs I'm afraid will go unmet? And we, we have to start isolating, you know, what the root cause of our problem is. And the, I find more than anything that the problems tend to exist in a set of... There's 22 major ones and I won't go through all of them, but I'll touch on a few really common ones. Um, we have what I call like our I am core beliefs. So we have these beliefs that we get built into our subconscious mind as a result of experiences we have. So like, let's say, for example, somebody has a really critical parent. Well, you might make that mean I'm unworthy. 
or I'm not good enough, or I'm not capable. Um, if we have abandonment traumas in childhood, you might go, oh, I'm going to be abandoned. I'm excluded. I'm disliked. I don't belong. If we have a lot of shame we experience in childhood for a multitude of different reasons, you might have, you know, I am defective. I am bad. Um, and so we have these core beliefs that these are, are deep narratives about ourselves that we basically get imprinted by because of painful experiences we go through that we don't have the proper tools for emotionally understanding and processing. And then these are the exact same things that tend to pop up and get reprojected back out onto our external world. So we might say, oh, I want to get a new job or I want to change careers or I want to start a business. But then we go, oh, I'm not capable or I'm not good enough. Or, you know, we might want to ask for a raise, but maybe we have a belief I am undeserving or I am unworthy. Or we might want to, you know, start some kind of new um, relationship, but we go, oh, you know, I'm unlovable or, um, you know, I, I don't belong, I'm disliked. And, and so we can have all of these like core belief patterns that pop up and we have to start getting really clear about what ours, what ours are. And once we do that, there's a really simple tool that's extremely effective. And, and it's one of the first ones that I learned about, and it's called auto-suggestion. And the idea is that we have times throughout the day that we're actually in like light states of hypnosis. And you might be able to sort of notice some of these, like anybody listening or, or yourself, Christina, like it's first hour when you wake up and the last hour before we go to bed, we're kind of in that like, you know, slow, more relaxed mode a lot of the time. Um, or like sometimes at the end of a long day when you're driving home from work and you like miss your exit, you like don't even <laughs> know like what just happened kind of thing. We're, we're all in like light stain stages of trance. Um, even when people are watching television and like, we're like, Bob, Bob and like Bob's like so in the zone and he he's staring at the TV and you <laughs> it. like all of those things are basically light state, states of trance and and it's when our brain is producing mostly alpha and theta brain waves and so we can also create that experience after things like breath work or meditation um, but again we can target that first like hour we we wake up and the last hour we go to sleep and then what we want to do is we want to basically get our conscious mind to speak the language of our own subconscious mind. Now, the language of the subconscious is not language. It's not English. It's emotion and imagery. And so sometimes we'll see people like go through affirmations and say, you know, I am good enough. I am good enough. It's your conscious mind speaking to your conscious mind. It doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> And so what we want to be able to do is we want to speak the language, which if we think of memory, all memory is colored with emotion and all memory, when we think of it, it exists in images. So we don't just say, if we're working on a core belief, I am good enough. We go, we don't just say I'm good enough. We say I am good enough because, and we look for pieces of evidence. We say, oh, because I have this education or this award, or I'm this type of friend, or I show up for people this way. And every time we pick a piece of evidence, we think of like, oh, I'm this type of friend. And we think of the time we showed up for a friend and it's an image. And all that image is colored with emotion, the way we felt in that memory, you know, the, the experiences that came up, the pride maybe we felt when we were a good friend, whatever else it might be. So basically, to summarize, you pick a core belief you're working on, something that's holding you back, something that's limiting you that you want to overcome. And you just pick a time after a meditation or the first hour when you wake up or last hour before you go to sleep and you, you pick 10 or 15 pieces of evidence to counteract that original painful belief. 
So if it's, I don't belong, it's, I do belong. And here, here are the reasons why. Here are the pieces of evidence. And we look for 10 to 15 pieces of evidence because um, repetition is, a, is a, uh, an important part of reprogramming as well. And then we um, do that for about 21 days. And by then it's sunken into our subconscious. And then around the 63 day mark, if we continue to really repeat that, it's, it's all the way into the depths of our more unconscious mind, which is basically really hard to, to deprogram at that point. Um, so that's a fantastic tool to start off with. Oh, I love that. Well, and first, so I can see, first of all, we need to be really honest with ourselves when we're trying to identify what that problem is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can and you say and, more on that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I find a really good way, like a, a really cool starter exercise for people as well as like, sometimes people won't know, like sometimes we can hear those different core beliefs and resonate with a few and be like, oh yeah, that one definitely shows up for me. Like I guilt myself a lot. So I definitely have that. I am bad core belief or I feel shame really often. So I must have that. I am defectiveness schema or um, I am unworthy idea. Right. So some of us can some feel into those things and just notice right away. But sometimes it's hard to identify. And what you can do if you're or if you're struggling is you can look at the seven areas of life. So career, financial, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and relationships. You can even break relationships into like friends, family, and romantic. And then we can just look at like what... If we had a magic wand and we wanted to do anything, um, what would we want to achieve in each of these seven areas? And then we ask ourselves, and why haven't I achieved this yet? And whatever your reason is for why is likely to be a really big limiting belief. So you might go, Oh, you know, I've always wanted to start a business, but you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not capable. Or it could just be a more surface belief. It doesn't even have to be a core I am belief. It can be, I don't have enough time or, um, you know, I don't have enough support. And, and so we can look at like what our quote unquote excuses kind of are for things. And the vast majority of the time, it's just a set of belief patterns that limit us that we haven't like tried to innovate around or think outside of the box about or communicate a need. Oh, I feel unsupported in my life. I need to ask for help more often, you know, these types of things. Um, or there's just this big roadblock because we have a really painful narrative that's blocking us completely. Yeah. Wow. And I love to... Um essentially talking to the subconscious mind in its own language through emotion and imagery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so important. So it, yeah. like, I, I give people the analogy. It's like, if let's say you're interviewing me for a job and, and you're like, oh, okay, so why are you a good fit for this job? And I'm like, oh, because I'm good enough. Because I'm good enough. Because I'm good enough. Like, <laughs> like okay. okay. Exactly. <laughs> so like we need the evidence and the same thing applies in the relationship to ourselves. Yeah. And that'll help overcome that, that limiting belief. I also love about, um, the, the first morning of the day, last m- moment of the day. It's, it's funny. Now I understand because for when I give speeches, when I'm rolling out a new speech, I'll actually record myself doing it and then listen to it as I'm falling asleep at night. Cause it helps me remember it better. Now I know why. A hundred percent. It like really goes into your subconscious mind at that point. And there are like so many cool things. Like that was like the intro auto suggestion. There's like literally like 30 really great reprogramming tools people can use. But like one of the other really fun ones is the more you engage your senses in everything too, the more deeply your subconscious mind is programmed. So you can like jump in for example, and let's say you want to like 
create a new life, right? You could write about that new life and do sort of like what you're doing with the speech where you write about that new life in each of the seven areas. I want to achieve this. I want to have these types of relationships. I want to communicate about my boundaries. I want to be more vulnerable, like whatever it is, you go through your, your whole life. You can put it into like a one pager and then you can write in there as, as like as much vividness as possible. Like when I achieve this goal, it will feel like this. It will look like this. It, it will smell like this, right? Like we engage all of the sensory experiences and then we can record it into like you're doing like a phone or a device and then listen to that before bed and really try to visualize the imagery that goes along with it. And then the sensory experience, like the feelings. And I, you know, we've got a lot of students in our program and people will say like, I started doing that. And that just like fast tracked my growth, like crazy. Um, and I personally do that. And I, I find if I'm not, if I'm going through like a season of life where I don't do that for a few months and then I do it, I'm always like, why did I stop doing this? This like <laughs> everything so much. And it's because our subconscious and unconscious mind collectively are responsible for 95 to 97% of our decisions and actions and behaviors. And so if we're just trying to do life from the conscious level, it's like we're using three to 5% of our capacity. And so it's just so valuable to really engage the subconscious mind in everything that we're trying to create. Wow. So before I get to ask you about your products and services, I do have, I'm just curious now. So I've noticed, and I'm wondering if there's neuroscience related stuff behind this, that it helps if it's my voice that I'm listening to versus, you know, some sort of guided meditation or some other voice. Is there something behind that? Or is that just weird? Definitely. No, no, there's definitely <laughs> a point of that. And and what it is, is that the subconscious mind, like it is very, very much governed um, at the end of the day through like biological principles. Like we have a lot of, we just want to stay safe. We want things to be familiar. You know, we can look at our lives and be like, even if somebody's like really unhappy and they're not settled and they're not feeling good, you know, their conscious mind will be like, we're not happy. The subconscious mind is like, everything's perfect because we're surviving. So what we're doing <laughs> is working. So, so, you know, the, the subconscious mind is really trying to create familiarity and, and naturally resist going outside of our own comfort zone. And so what happens is when we're like familiarizing ourselves, that's why like if we visualize things before we do them, we just naturally do better at them. And there's a lot of research, you know, in that area. But if we're using our own voice in something, there's a familiarity. And so we're more likely to be open and receiving and comfortable and and feel safe visualizing and thinking outside of the box and like accepting basically the input that we're getting from ourselves. Oh, wow. So which leads me to ask about, it sounds like you have a lot of resources around this. Can you share your resources and products, services, et cetera? Yeah, definitely. So um, so basically uh, we have a, a YouTube channel. It's personal development school dash Thais Gibson. And it's like, I put out free daily content there. Um, and then we have uh, a school. <laughs> I've written um, 40 different courses. Oh, and wow. we add a new one every single month. And the courses are basically... It's like personal development, but for your subconscious mind. So we have everything on like relationships, boundaries, career, your attachment style. Like literally, there are 40 different courses. So 
everything you can sort of imagine. We have a full course just on subconscious reprogramming. Um, and basically everything that we target, like if it's relationship issues, if it's conflict communication, if it's overcoming limiting beliefs in your career, breaking through self-sabotage and procrastination, like whatever it is, we literally address everything at like, here's how to reprogram the problem. Here's how to identify the root cause. Um, and I think a big part of why we kind of set it up like that is just because my own personal struggles were like, a lot of searching and searching and getting great information, but not having really a great idea of how to apply it and how to actually imprint it on myself. So it would start working and could become active. And so that was sort of the main goal with the school is to really dive into that and present that information at that level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Nice. I'll make sure that gets in the show notes so people can go check it out. Thank you. change their patterns, (laughs) make life a little easier, right? Yes. So important to be able to do for sure. Oh, well, what is your final piece of advice for our listeners? I would say the, the biggest piece of advice on the topic of retraining your mind would be that there are no idle thoughts. So, you know, we all have like roughly 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And that was uh, based on a study done at the University of Southern California's Neuroimaging Institute. And, um, you know, they say roughly 50,000 of those thoughts, give or take. And that's an estimate that was a lot more difficult to measure, but um, are basically repeated thoughts from the day before. And, you know, when we think about that, it's like the vast majority of our lives is being run by our subconscious mind, which like really, when we think about it, means that's the stuff we didn't get a say in. Those are the things that we were imprinted by in childhood or sometimes because of painful experiences and definitely not the programs we would have necessarily chosen for ourselves. Like I know for me, I had lots of painful imprints and, and, you know, there were a lot of things I wouldn't want to feel like I am trapped and helpless and powerless all the time and be running those core belief programs. And, you know, I'm going to be abandoned and, you know, we, we don't necessarily ask for those things that take place. And so when we're looking at it from that perspective, I think part of like really creating our lives is um, consciously identifying what we want to create and then removing the programs that block us from doing so. And our thoughts are always programming us. They're either feeding the problem or the solution. And so we want to be mindful as we go through any process or anything we're trying to create to think, act, and feel as if the things we want are already happening, are you know available to us, are you know, to believe in our ability to set and achieve those things that we want to really line up our thinking and feeling with what we want to create. And if we do it using repetition, then eventually those thoughts create new programs anyways. But if we're trying to go through great change and healing, and we're thinking about what we're afraid of, we're thinking about what could go wrong, we're thinking about why we're not good enough, we're always reinforcing those original painful imprints. And that's really what we want to avoid. So being mindful of your thoughts and your internal dialogue is a very important process um, in terms of transformation. Nice. So yes, thank you. That is awesome advice. Um, And I try to follow it daily. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Thais. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to chat with you. If you'd like to learn more about Thais, visit her website at personaldevelopmentschool.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.